Take years. me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Those days are gone now. Who the f is Mike Young? Would like to thank our incredible sponsor, Blue Team. Ain't nothing funny about a commercial disaster or renovation project. Blue Team handles all aspects of construction, roofing, and disaster recovery for commercial property owners and operators throughout the U.S. No company comes even close to Blue Team. Blue Team handles the projects from start to finish so our clients can focus on running their business, and that is no joke. Call the experts at Blue Team at 855-522-2583. Blue Team. Anywhere, anytime. It's Wednesday, it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Sitting here with my boy, Stock Tip Dave. It's been a minute since Dave's been on the podcast. He's been busy, I've been traveling. I miss you, buddy. Hope you're well. I know you had a fear that the podcast was over with, that everything was getting shifted. Where was Dave going to be? People love you on the podcast, so I, I bring you back. You know, I haven't had the consistency to really be with you consi- you know, on the podcast because I've been on the road with Saget. You've been here doing your work. You're learning how to edit. You're getting all your skills together for your future, for life. <clears throat> so I caught you. I got you. Dave got me a TV. I'm so happy. He got me a 50-inch flat screen. Dave's I was looking for, it. for those of you who just who who most of you know Dave from the podcast if you listened. For those of you who don't know Dave, he's the most unknown, known, disconnected, connected person I know. <laughs> Dave comes into town, he doesn't know anybody in this town, but somehow he pops up out of nowhere and he's like, I'm friends with Kendall Gill. Um <laughs> The basketball player. Isn't that, isn't that his name? Nick Anderson. Oh, who the hell is Kendall Gill? Oh, they were teammates in college, Thank Illinois. You. Yeah, so Dave <laughs> pops up out of nowhere. I'm friends with Nick Anderson. Now, Dave, no one knows how the hell Dave knows Nick Anderson. And then we go along with life, and Dave's just kind of roaming around the bar, and he's hanging out, and he's not really saying much. And then all of a sudden, it just comes up out of nowhere. I used to work for the Atlanta Hawks. All of a sudden, we're like, Dave, how the hell did you used to work for the Atlanta Hawks? Without telling anybody, Dave is the Forrest Gump of our area. I've also done the Miami Heat, New York Islanders, Arizona Coyotes. To the point where players will come through goal or walk by or go somewhere and they know Dave. (laughs) So it turns out Dave knows more people than I do. And I've been here 20 years. And I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. But... It's good to have you back on the podcast. Appreciate I know you were panicking. It's good to be back. There's nothing to panic about. Don't worry about it. Somebody's calling me from Detroit. It's my mom, but I'll call her back. Um, Dave, listen, man. I'm single in L.A. I know what it is to be single in L.A. For me, it's different. I'm a comedian. I'm at the comedy store. I've kind of accepted my role as single Mike in single life. And I'm trying to help you out because I see you going down these roads sometimes of being single and you get upset because you get dragged down a certain path and you think things are going a certain way. And then like three dates in, a girl will hit you with, let's just be friends. And I've been trying to school you because you're my friend and you work with me 
and we all want to see you happy, but I've been trying to tell you, you got to pull back a little bit from these girls. You know, you're going all in. Dave, can you shut that door so we don't have to listen to that uh, truck? But I'm going to keep talking. So Dave will meet a girl on Hinge, and that's okay if I say Hinge, right? It's okay if I say where you meet her. Dave will go on a dating site called Hinge. I never heard of Hinge. I've never seen an app for Hinge. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a pretty legit site. It was recommended to me by um, Brian Hickerson, actually, a couple years ago. Great. Brian Hickerson, who now dates Hayden Penitary, who now is not drinking as much as he used to, who was our friend at Goal, who we saw many, many times. Brian Hickerson's recommending dating sites. That's a disaster within itself right there. But that being (laughs) said... This is what you need to do, man. You need to step back a little bit from the, you know what I mean? Like don't yeah. don't don't give them too much. And I'm not I'm not being mean to women. I'm not saying don't give women too much, but you're going all in, Dave, and you're going all in from day 1. I remember you went on Hinge, you had what you thought was a decent date. You called me up, you said, "I think I'm going to have a girlfriend." I said, "Dave, it's it's the first date." I don't know, man. I'm telling you right now, we had a great time. She wants to have dinner next week. We're going to have dinner next week, and this is all going to go in the great direction. I said, Dave, I think you're getting in over your head. I think you're getting early excited. I think you need to chill out. Don't be so available. Okay, you're right. Okay, you're right. Two days later, boom, we went and had another date. The date went great. She invited me for Super Bowl. No, we had it we from three. It went from the dinner to... We saw the movie The Gentleman on Friday night, and during the movie, she invites me to her sister's house at the Super her Super Bowl party. Okay, so so you're at you're at the, everything's going great, right? Yeah, everything's going good. You guys are getting along, clicking. You're talking. Any hand holding? No, nothing. No physical touch at this point. No. Date number two. You're sitting in the movie. You're watching The Gentleman. Is it a good date movie? Yeah, it was. It was, it was all right. I mean, I wouldn't like see it more than one time but you know it was, it was decent how was the conversation with this girl and what was the uh what was the subject matter usually no we had the same backgrounds like she's from the south she was jewish like same kind of upbringing as me a lot, a lot of similarities it just like solid every- conversation yeah. everything felt pretty good yeah nothing was forced everything was smooth and easy yeah and we just have, had a good time and she was laughing i was laughing we had right two or three dates and right and you, a- and you didn't you didn't drop the names of your famous friends that you hang out with. She knows nothing about the other world that Dave has. No. She doesn't know about Stock Tip Dave getting mentioned at Pickleball. She doesn't know about Stock Tip Dave's good friends who are well-known actors, and she doesn't want to come into this world through that way. You sure? Yeah. She wasn't trying to come hang out? No, I mean, I mentioned you because she was like asking who my friend's with. And yeah, I- that'll get you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Cole. And, you know, okay. talked about my family. She's curious about my brother as well because I guess her she had a, her mom passed away as well. So not as well because mine didn't pass away. But yeah. <laughs> Death in yeah. the family was yeah. a subject so that you guys shared. we had a commonality share. there. I love a good death share. Yeah, and so she appreciated that I was being real with her and wasn't bullshitting or lying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good to know. But I want to I, I, – I keep telling you, listen, Dave, you, you're a specific person. We all are. Everybody's got their own thing. You know what I mean? And you got your thing. You're a little quirky. You're not on the tall side. Yeah. You know what I mean? You love sports. You love what you love. 
You know what I mean? You have to find someone who's just going to dig these qualities in you that are just going to be, she's going to love all the quirks. I'm not trying to quote one of my jokes where I say, like, you got to learn to love the flaws in people, but you're going to find someone who digs all your funny flaws, okay? The fact that you show up in the car and you got pajamas on with cat hair, somebody's going to find that adorable. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean <laughs> you're going to go pick up lunch and there's going to be flip-flops on your feet with jeans. Some girl's going to be like, that's so cute how you dress almost homeless, but you're not homeless at all. It's going to be cute. But that's what you're going to need. You're going to need someone who finds all the flaws cute. And by the way, that's what we all need. I'm a neurotic disaster. You see what I am. I mean, yeah, I might be 6'2 with unbelievable shoulders and flowing hair. But let me tell you something. I'm a neurotic mess. You know what I mean? If somebody tells me they've heard of somebody with coronavirus, I'm at the doctor four hours later checking on corona. People are trying to say they had to clarify that you don't get the coronavirus from drinking Corona. I can't believe they actually had to make that distinguish. They had to tell that to people. Well, that just brings me back to Joe Rogan's old bit about <laughs> dumb people are, are having more sex than smart people, and they're breeding dumb people in the world. That's just a known thing. But we want you, we're going to get you, maybe maybe if we were doing this on video, it'd be fun, but like, we're going to get you a date, Dave. Or you're just going to bring me on your date. And I'm going to get one of these girls to just to, to understand what it is to like you. You know what I mean? Like, you might need me as a sidekick. I know. People loved your idea of, like, me having a microphone in my ear and, like, repeating, like, having someone, someone out of the picture feeding me. Yeah. I'll be your Cyrano de Bergerac, Dave. I'll, I'll get in your ear on a date. I'll send you into the mall. We can start at the Beverly Center. I'll speak the lines into you. You know what I mean? And by the way, this is nothing that I'm proud of that I know how to talk to girls. I grew up on a street with 35 kids. There was 20 girls in my neighborhood. I just like girls, and I always like talking to them. So I've said everything you could say. Yeah. You know what I mean? To the point where I got my elevator game is so tight. I got you, you saw. We were just at Air One. Some girl from the from the elevator said hi to me. I don't even know who that girl is. She had two bags full of groceries. I'll help her carry them up. Point is, you need help, and we're we're gonna help you. You know, I always tell you, you gotta clean yourself up a little bit, just because even though you're healthy, even though you get stomach aches, but you're healthy. Yeah. But you you know, shower it up. Clean the hair, cat hair off anything that might have it on there. You know, Never go out. I mean, on know. the way over here, I was using the roller, getting everything off my, all my clothes. Yeah, because you know, I know within two seconds if there's cat hair on you. And I sat there and used that, the rolling lint roller. Yeah, yeah. Dave's coming over pre-lint roll. He's got a lint roll before he comes to my place. But that being said, man, we, we're going to find you a date. This is going to be a mission of Who the F is Mike Young show. How do you like the new name of the podcast? I love it. It's catchy. It is, right? And I'm trying to figure out like thematically like what the theme of the show is. And I think, because I came up with the idea. Go ahead. What are you going to say, Dave? Dave's itching. This is part of your thing. You got a quirk. No, I, It's interrupting people mid-sentence. Sorry. Go ahead. I see you growling. What no, do you no, want to say? Because you gave me an idea for the name Who the F is Mike Young. And I think since you already have songs on iTunes, I think you should create a new song specifically for it. I love that idea because I've already been thinking about it, about like, who the F is Mike Young? Chicka, 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 chicka. Who the F is Mike? Who the F? Who the F? Who the F is Mike Young? And then I'll just rap the whole song. And then it'll just be about who am I? Because what the podcast name is, 
comes off of, I told you, people like, I told you, Rogan and his dudes were talking about me to Brian Callen. I kept getting all these messages going, are you Mike Young? That, that Rogan's talking about. Bobby Lee was talking about me on his podcast, and he was, you know, somebody was, a bunch of people were DMing me going, are you the dude that Bobby Lee's talking about? And finally, I'm like, nobody knows me, but people know me. I'm like, right on, people know me, but they don't know me. So I'm like, instead of having to say, yeah, man, I'm the guy, I was on the road with Rogan for two years, yeah, that I am that Mike Young, I'm just going to come out with a show that says, who the F is Mike Young? He's this guy. He's a journeyman comedian who's been in the game for a while navigating these rough waters of L.A. And I, because of who I am, I have had many, many, many different types of experiences in this business. And I think if I can share my journey, right, with the listeners and with the, with the, just with the world and tell my story, because everyone's got a unique story, then I think I have a unique story, you know? Being from Detroit, coming out here, not knowing anybody, ending up on a men's league basketball team with Kevin, Leo, all these famous dudes who are about to break out into superstardom, and like finding myself into a world, you know, that gave me a hundred stories that I don't even know how I ended up there. You know what I mean? Like, but stories beyond stories in that world. And then like my other life as a comedian and coming up with Sebastian, Brett Ernst, Bobby Lee, Sam Tripoli, going on the road with Joe Rogan, on the road with Saget, on the road opening for Chappelle. I think I've had a unique, you know what I mean? A unique path to wherever I'm at. So I think it's worth telling the stories because whenever I tell stories to people, they're like, dude, you got to tell these stories because some, you know, I went through a phase of like not sharing, you know, because, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, you know, I grew up not keeping secrets, but my dad was kind of like a quiet. He wasn't quiet around the family or quiet around people he knew. But my dad was always like, "Yo, you don't need to tell everybody everything, and you know, you keep a low profile if things. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like a Detroit type of thing. So I always, I constantly battle telling stories versus keeping secrets. <coughs> and I think. This is a world now that we're living in where if I'm going to be what I want to be as a comedian and an entertainer and a content maker, I got to tell the stories. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just just when I said that to you, it just occurred to me. I'll tell one quick story because it goes back to like how I never tell stories that real how how I don't share every story. So, weeks ago, our good friend throws a party for his girl, and it's an amazing party. It's one of the craziest, most fun parties. It becomes like a carnival, right? So I'm up there, and Connolly's friend is a hockey player, Scotty Upshaw, famous hockey player. I think he's an all-star. He's a great hockey player. Really funny dude. Great dude. Uh, this, only, this is the type of shit that happens to me. I'm up at the party. We're having a blast. We're hanging out. I'm like, Scotty, I got to be honest, man. My nephew's a huge hockey fan. Can I take a picture with you? He's like, no problem. Let me call a couple of my boys over here. They play hockey too. He calls his boys over to play hockey. One of his boys was married to a famous singer, and he played in the NHL for a minute, but not for a long time. And I realized that a year ago, that guy smacked the hat off of my head while I was in a bar 
And I begged him to go outside and fight him, but I didn't know he was an NHL hockey player. <laughs> but I was drunk on tequila, and I was so upset that somebody would just smack the hat off my head that I was like, come here, come here, come here, come with me. You know, meanwhile, I'm 178 pounds. You know what I mean? This guy's been fighting goons this whole... He probably would have beat, beat me up in the alley. I have no idea what would have happened. All I know is this was the guy that I'm now taking a picture with who was in my picture. I took a picture with him. But I kept saying to myself, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? And so I show Kevin the picture. I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, that's the guy. That's the guy that was married to that famous singer. And that's the guy that knocked the hat off your head that you wanted to fight in a club. Now, why would I be fighting in my 40s at the time in a club? That's my immaturity problem. Point being... I have a ton of stories and I need to get them off my chest because I feel like sto- telling stories is therapy and telling stories is the way we get through life. I think Kevin's one of the best storytellers I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, he's got a bunch of good stories. But it's not just having the stories. It's the way he tells them. So in my opinion, if Kevin had a podcast or wanted to tell his stories, he'd be a monster because nobody tells a better story than that little Irish maniac. I can tell you that right now, and I'll push him over. So who the F is Mike Young is the new name. I got eight or nine of these in the bank because I'm going to bank like 10 of them, and I'm going to re-release with proper marketing, proper distribution, just do it the right way and get the right people behind it. And and you're going to be part of it. You know, I didn't. I didn't mean to scare you off the podcast, Dave. You know, I, I get. I get upset because, you know, I want everything to be perfect, even though there is no such thing as perfect. Yeah. But I just want to keep everything moving in the right direction. So That's we right. find our strengths in business, and we find you know what we're good at in business, and we're gonna find your strengths in this world. And it may just be sidekicking on the podcast. Yeah, sidekicking characters and. I, like I said, I just did a whole Adobe boot camp, so maybe editing. Maybe editing. I know you know how to edit now. I, I'd be able to give you pieces of, of my shows. You could put them on. with. You could edit them, put them on Instagram, put them on social media. You can video this, and then you can go into your cave, and you can come out with an edited version of or a highlighted version like we did with Saget. When we had Saget on the podcast, you said we got 30,000 people watching it. Yeah, within 40 hours, just because yeah. just the comedy story retweeted it. Right, so then you, then I need you to let me know things like that so that you know every time we do this, the comedy store has to retweet or the comedy store has to put it out there. We need to utilize all our resources moving forward. Because if you look, when they post on Instagram, every, almost every, there's a lot of, things they post you'll see like 30,000 likes at some you know or more yeah now listen i still have a hard time believing in like the value of likes and the value i know i guess corporate america looks at it and they that really is a thing for them so they are putting money out for it but i also know people who buy followers i know people who buy likes i know yeah. people who buy a lot of that stuff so to me the only thing we're going to focus on is making great content, making Who the F is Mike Young a great show, a great podcast. It's going to be the name of my special. And it's simply because it helps. Who the F is Mike Young helps me think, who, who am I? Like, who am I? So it can, it can apply to anybody. Like, who the F is Dave Vangrove? 
you got to ask yourself. Everybody has to sit with themselves at some point and go, who am I? I'm a good dude. Am I I a bad guy, a good guy? What do I want in life? Where have I come from? Where am I going? What do I want? You know, who are you at the core? So for me, this show is going to help me tell stories and find out, you know, who the hell I am. Exactly. You know, because here I am setting up a meeting with 50 Cent's company, but I'm also going to open for Saget in Miami. So, like, I know how I feel about myself, but I always wonder, like, what do other people look at that as? Do they look at that as unfocused or do they look at that as somebody who's, like, hustling and doing their thing? Multitasking, hustling. Right. But is that a good thing or should it just be a – you know what I mean? Is it better for me to just be doing one thing? It just depends on if doing multiple things hurts your work on another project. Exactly. Which it could be soon if I focus too much on – you know, the TV pitching and the and, and that Run DMC movie and all that stuff that takes energy. I want to put that energy towards my stand-up. You know what I mean? I feel like my stand-up is so important to me that I truly will not be satisfied until I'm like reach my peak of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Whatever that may be. I may never sell out the Madison Square Garden like Sebastian or, you know what I mean, be a Dave Chappelle. And I don't I don't want to be anybody but me but i'm saying if i if i if i push myself to the limit of what i can be as a stand-up then i know i'm gonna at least i'll be good i'm just good i'll be making my living doing i I could just make my living just doing stand-up if you're helping rapaport with his stand-up i help rapaport i help bob people come to me to write stuff for them all the time all the time I've been offered thousands of dollars from big name comedians to take my bits. I will buy that bit for ten thousand dollars, Mike, if you give me that whole chunk. <laughs> so I know I'm on. I'm onto something, and this is not me bragging. I'm just saying I know that I need to put my energy into my stand up. Yeah. Whether that means waking up two hours earlier than I already do and just practicing, because I'm not getting the stage time that I used to get. In L.A. Like, I don't go to open mics like I used to. I don't go to coffee shops like I used to. And I would love to, but I've just been busy doing other stuff, you know? So I think I feel like I need a shift in energies coming. And I'm either going to just say goodbye to the Run DMC project, to the movie, to the other movie stuff that has me going, and just focus 100% podcast, stand up, that's it. And we'll, we'll, I'll know that soon enough because next week I'm in Miami doing six shows. Then I'm in New York doing three. The bills. No, I don't need to focus on paying bills because I can pay bills. My bills are paid. I'm not like stressed about money for the first time in my life. I'm like doing good. You know what I mean? But do I want to keep getting money, you know, from other side projects? Or do I want to just take a second and f- put all my energy into my stand-up? Yeah. You know, what do you think? Do you have, a, you have an opinion? You've seen me now for a couple of years on, in different worlds. Whoa. I mean... Where do you see Mike Young going? Like two directions, because obviously your writing is taking off because everybody's coming to you for writing. So it's obviously one of your strongest suits. Yeah, and I love it. I love writing. And But at the same time... Since you're always writing for somebody else, you're not writing your own for yourself. Right. Like if I was to call my brother or my mom, who know me better than anybody on the planet, 
they would say, stop writing for everybody and write for yourself. Just do you. Forget everything right now and just write your material. And if you look at careers of stand-up comedians all the way back to Richard Pryor and all these guys, they all wrote for different things. Like Pryor wrote Blazing Saddles, uncredited. You know, Pryor wrote on different variety shows. Uh, You know, obviously Woody Allen was writing in writer's rooms while also doing stand-up. So it's not, this is not an abnormal thing. That's funny. But you... I didn't know Richard Pryor wrote on Blazing Saddles. Oh, hell yeah. Big time. (laughs) He was going to be the lead. That's funny. Yeah. And then they got Cleavon Little, but because I think at the time, like, there was a story like the studio couldn't insure Pryor because he was so wild. But my point is, when you have the ability to write, it's just a thing that you have to do. And it's a great tool because even though it comes easy to me, like, pretty naturally, you think, I think in my mind, oh, anybody could do this. I just think everybody can write, but they can't. So you got to take advantage of that. So. I am going to continue to write, but I'm not, I think the part I think the big energy stuff that kills me is like trying to pro- get these movies going and spending all this time talking about like you know run DMC and can we get it set up and where is it going? It's like I don't need that stress in my life. You know? Yeah. Cuz I'm just in my mind it's like we got a movie, everybody signed the dotted line, let's go forward, done. But it doesn't work like that. It's processed it's a process. Some people don't get along. Some people battle. Some people fight. Studio heads don't understand the story sometimes. The artist wants to tell his story. So all this stuff is what it is. But my point is, my, my energy focus is coming back to who the F is Mike Young and, and my stand-up. Do you like the idea that I told you earlier about taking the TV show that we shot and doing interstitials of my actual real stand up on stage and making that a special. I like the idea, but I want to I was curious how it would def, like the how it affects the flow. Okay, so I'll tell you how it affects the flow. You ready? Okay, so you're watching the show. The show opens with Facebook Live, right? Facebook Live. Then the next scene is me and the girl who won't leave my apartment. She checks my phone, she does all that, right? And there's a scene and the end of the scene goes she's like you have insecurity problems, you know what I mean? You, you have trust issues. Didn't we talk about this last night? And then I go, we just met last night. Boom. You cut to me on stage at the Beacon Theater. Two kinds of girls, over 30, under 30. Okay. Now, does that make sense to you? Yeah, because it makes me think of, you know, when you watch Seinfeld at the beginning of every Seinfeld episode. There was stand-up. There was stand-up. Okay. And at the end. Exactly. So this is that, but it's nonstop throughout. It's not just the beginning and it's not just the ending. It's nonstop. So yes, you are correct. The other thing is I want you to get the idea that while you're watching the stand-up special, the life that you see played out in scripted, it leads to the concept on stage, right? So you see me going in to play basketball with Saget in the TV show. I go in to play ball. We have the whole scene. Boom. You cut back to the stage where it's like I'm getting older but I'm staying younger. I'm in a basketball league, a hockey league, a softball league. Bang. So it lets the viewer know, oh, my God, he's living life, and it's feeding his art. Does that make sense to you? No, no, of course, yeah. Now you understand it. So it's worth giving it a shot because we spent too much money on the pilot to just, like, shop it like regular shopping BS. So I'm absolutely 100% going to give it that shot and, uh, and, and edit it that way. 
but I'm glad you like it. But, you know, it's also, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got you here, Dave. Dave gifted me, he gifted me with a, a brand new television. Um, he came and met me with the remote control. Now, I do love my apartment, right? It's high ceilings, 16-foot ceilings. Do I want to save all that money and move into a different place? Yes. In the, my same building? And I think it's a simple yes. And I think you're correct. And I think I'm going to save $10,000 a year just making a simple move. Everything okay, Dave? You have a panicked look on your face. It's the cleaning person. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Unacceptable. That's not the cleaning lady I gave you. No. Dave's got a cleaning woman who not only was she late, very late, now she's looking for the code to get directly into his apartment. <laughs> don't do this, Dave. I cannot deal with the stress of you getting robbed on yeah. a Wednesday. I don't want it to happen. I don't want to see it happen. <laughs> um, anyway, so you're right. I'm, I'm diving all in on my stand-up. I'm redirecting my energy. I'm at a crux in my, in my life. We only have so many years left on the planet. You know what I mean? And you... You have to figure out what you want to do. And I've been able to navigate these crazy waters of L.A. and Hollywood and all this BS a lot of times without even a manager, a lot of times just hustling my own jobs, a lot of times being super fortunate because friends will call me and go, Mike, I've got somebody with money that wants to hire you for a movie, and it's worked beautifully for the last 10, 12, 13 years, and I'm very lucky. But right now, I feel like if I put this energy into what I should be as a performer, it's game over for me. You know what I mean? I feel like you should have a sound clip that says, game over, man. From Bill, <laughs> Bill Paxton from Aliens 2. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway, so that's it. This is a quick-hitting 28-minute podcast. We're going to get you to your car so you don't get a ticket. Yeah. Right? And I think we could wrap it up, right? We could wrap it up. Dave's going to get a date for with a girl who likes the flaws, who enjoys his quirks, who likes him for him, and you don't keep looking for, you know, it shouldn't be hard. It should be easy. Maybe we just arrange a marriage for you. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. Listen, arranged marriages, they work out as much as regular marriages. True. Maybe more. Yeah. Because by the time you're dead, that's when you finally know the person. It takes you years to get to know them. I'd rather get to know somebody slowly and then we just go fall apart together way down the line exactly. than going in with some 10 years of knowing you. Ten, if I marry you after knowing you for 10 years, I'm already bored. I know you. You're bored with me. You don't want that. Let's find out about each other. Let's get to know each other. Let me surprise you every day for the next 10 years. Exactly. You know what I mean? I didn't know you rapidly blinked when you slept. Let's find out. <laughs> you got a weird snoring problem and only comes up once a week? Come on, show it to me. So let's go. I'm going to get an arranged marriage, and so is Dave. We're going to do a double wedding. <laughs> uh, all right, who the F is Mike Young? We're signing out. We're going to put this one in the bank. We're doing 30-minute chunks. Keep your eyes open for it. Go to MikeYoungComedy.com. Very soon it's going to be up and running. It'll have all my dates on it. And... Stock Tip Dave, you can find him at, at Stock Tip Dave on Instagram. Follow him, find him a date, pressure him, <laughs> and we will make sure Dave gets his life in order and stops coming over with cat hair and uh, and what do you call those rollers? Lint roller. And a lint roller. All right. God bless you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Take me back. 
When I was a kid, take me never back had now. to worry about oh. what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now, what's the plan now? Gotta the get it down, sound. no time for Getting fun down now. now. Take me back uh. when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now?